Welcome to Tice Talks, where we talk all things faith and family. Dr. and Mrs. Tice are currently on their fall tour, preaching and teaching on how to build a family for God's kingdom at various camps and churches. If you'd like to book Dr. Tice to come to your church, please visit davidtice.com for booking inquiries. Our guest today is no stranger to the ministry of Dr. Tice and Liberty Baptist Church. Pastor Ray McCormick is a church planter in Casa Grande, Arizona. He and his wife are there pastoring New Life Baptist Church. Um, he and his wife, Robin, have been married for how many years? 26. 26 years. And together they have five children, one who is married, and they recently became grandparents. Um, we recently had Pastor McCormick at Liberty for our summer Bible conference. We just had an incredible service with Pastor McCormick about conquering giants. To listen to that message, please go to experienceliberty.com. Pastor Ray, thanks so much for carving out some time. And uh, Mrs. McCormick, thanks so much for uh, being with us today. Got a few questions that we wanted to ask you specifically today. Would you share a little bit about your family, uh, your calling into ministry, and where God has brought you and New Life back? Baptist today. Well, God has been so good. Let me say this first of all. Thank you to Pastor Tice and Liberty Baptist Church and the Berkeys for this wonderful opportunity to sit down and have a conversation. And uh, it's quite the honor to hang out with you guys. It's a joy. It's an honor. It Did is, you hear that? It I like honor. it. It's no an honor. <laughs> you know, God has been so good to our family. Robin and I got married uh, while I was still a uh, a student in Pensacola Christian College and has just tremendously blessed. I married up. There is no doubt. Yeah. And uh, I'm just thankful for her. Do you think you married up? I mean, <laughs> do you want me to yeah, I was hoping you would. I was, I was, I was needing a compliment. I, I married up as well. Yeah. Sure, you married down. No. Oh, no. I, I think you guys are absolutely amazing and encouraging. God gave us five wonderful children. Uh, we, we, we went crazy and named them all our names, Rylan, Reagan, Wren, Reese, and Rustin. And then if that wasn't nutty enough, we named our dogs Ranger and Ruby. So you can understand the chaos in our house, you know? Uh, so, but, uh, we're just loving life right now. We're loving uh, the new addition. Uh, our son Rylan got married to a, just an amazing godly girl named Emily and uh, the Lord blessed them right away with uh, a baby. And so now Aww. we're grandparents. Oh, congratulations. My wife doesn't look like a grandparent. No. <laughs> Our sweet Aspen Rose. Aspen Rose. And nice. so we're just grateful. The Lord called us to Arizona back in the summer of 2000. And uh, the West has burned in our hearts ever since then. We had a wonderful opportunity to pastor in the Carolinas for a little while, but always knowing and wanting to be back in the West. And so back in... February of 2015, we launched New Life Baptist Church, and now we're coming up on our eight-year anniversary, and God has been so good, and it's just been a, just an amazing ride. And it's a thriving church. If you, if any of you that are listening live near or around Casa Grande, this is where you need to be. I mean, we were just at their church on Sunday morning, two full services of just people just welcoming you in. And it's just a thriving with children's ministries, youth ministries, and yeah. they have exciting preaching and you're going to love it. So make sure you, you join on in, even if you're just visiting here. Come take a visit. Yeah, absolutely. So our second question that we have is uh, you've been mentoring uh, many young couples and uh, men. The question is this, um, is who has been your mentor 
and how did you reach out to find them? You know, that is a great question. And uh, recently we have actually uh, intentionally began to study what discipleship is all about. You, you hear that word thrown away around quite often. And to kind of bring it all to a head, we we believe the Word of God teaches that in order to be a true disciple, you've got to be one and be making one. Yeah. It's not it's not just being something; it's investing while others invest in you. And uh, and so, uh, if you're going to be a disciple in the fullest sense, then you need to have a mentor, somebody who is yeah. speaking into your heart. But you need to be mentoring, and uh, and, and that's discipleship. I, I guess a good question would be, who's your Paul? And who's your Timothy? Hmm. Yeah. Who who is the person that is speaking into your heart and guiding you? And who is the person that you are investing in? To me, that's the full, or better yet, the fullness of of being a disciple. And and so we're um, we've tried to do that ourselves because um, people have done that in our lives, hmm. and now we're seeing some of that stuff come uh, full circle. Um, finding them is interesting, and that is a uh, th- that is a, a great thought. Uh, so early on, uh, we just found it vitally important just to ask people questions, mm. and those yeah. people, as we have learned from them, have become our mentors. Yeah. I Was think there... that's so beautiful yeah, because really people is. don't. They I've had people say, "I just don't. I don't have anybody," and you just think. There's plenty of people that are doing it wrong. You can ask them what they're doing and do opposite. <laughs> then find I mean, people. Every pastor that we, when we were young in the ministry, every pastor that we came across, we would ask them questions. We would ask pastors' children questions as huh. we were raising our children. Oh, neat. You know, yeah. when we saw successful kids that have come up and they were serving the Lord, that loved the Lord, we'd ask them, "What did your parents do?" Yeah. Um, I love what you just said is successful. What What is successful children's people that are raising their children that grow up to love the Lord? Mm-hmm. That's Correct. what, yeah. that's, that's that is successful. Yeah, that's is. what it yeah. is. That's We're like, not talking about ministry kids either. We're just talking about people who love yeah. Christ. Yeah. So what did your parents do? And, and, and we actually journaled this early on in our, in our marriage, even before we had children, hmm. um, we would ask people like your dad, mm-hmm. um, give Dr. me Johnny three, Pope, Dr. Pope. I remember, uh, yeah. uh, I remember sitting out with John Getch, hmm. G- give me three things that you did to, you know, invest in your children or ministry questions. Give me three things that you did to walk with the Lord. And that was just a constant habit of ours. Everywhere we went, I sat down with your brother, hmm. Matt Tice and said, all right, I know you're young. Matter of fact, I'm older than you, but I want you to tell me three things that your dad did hmm. to invest in your life so that you became the man that you are now. And so that was just, again, it was just a continual habit of yeah. asking, asking, asking. Yeah, Teachability. Yeah. Absolutely. I love the thought of how just transparent you are, but also um, I love the mentorship that you have constantly in your life and family. How would you define mentorship in a practical sense? Well, you know, obviously we can go back to scripture. Christ invested in 12 and those 12 invested in others. Hmm. And uh, I think that is the essence of mentorship in a practical sense. If you go back to what we were saying a minute ago, make one, be one, or be one, make one. Sure. That is the practical aspect of it. Searching people out intentionally to minister to them, to disciple them, to grow them. Yeah. Great, great thought. I'd like to have both of your insight with this next question. Um, To young men or to young women out there that are in need of mentorship, what advice would you give to them in getting a mentor specifically? 
Um, I'll speak into that first, and then Robin can can follow up. Um, first of all, I would say to those individuals, please recognize there's always a, a need to learn. Hmm. Uh, if you ever get to the point where you're you're unwilling to be taught, I, I've even invested in my own kids. I've told them even if somebody comes up to you and gives you counsel that you already know, don't say I know that. Hmm. Yeah, that's really just wise. sit there and listen and and act like it. And I don't say fake it, but act like you don't know everything because there's probably a nugget that you're going to get yeah. within that conversation that's going to radically change your life or at least sharpen you to be a better individual. And so to all the young men that are out there, um, be teachable, be ready and willing mm-hmm. to listen and let somebody invest into your into your thinking. Yeah. And I think I kind of alluded to this earlier, but you, what I've told the ladies here in the church is you can't expect somebody to just walk up to you and say, I'm going to be your mentor. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to teach them, go find those ladies. Watch ladies that you can tell by their lives that they have walked the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, go seek them out, ask questions, um, ask them, do you have time to meet with me and pray? Um, you know, can you counsel me in this area? Right, because that'd be awkward, right? So the 60-year-old lady coming up to you, 20-year-old lady, and being like, I will mentor you. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) what does that mean even? But that's it. I think it's a big responsibility on on the mentee to go and search out what you said. Go ask them the questions. See the people that you like and want to be like that are honoring Christ. That's so good. Finding those voids in your life, as you mentioned before, are valuable. What you want to be and what you desire to become, Mm -hmm. finding those areas and then people that you had just mentioned that are successful in those areas are going to be helpful and beneficial to you. And I don't know of any leader that isn't willing to help somebody as they're reached out to, especially with, hey, I, I really admire this about you. Could you help me in this area? What are thoughts and things like that? And go ahead. Life is continually altering as well. So, so you can't get to the point where, oh, look, I graduated with a bachelor's degree or I got my master's and now um, I've got five years of ministry under my belt. And so I'm good. I know everything. I'm ready yeah. to conquer the world uh, because that whole dynamic can change in a moment. God could call Absolutely. you to another location or, or, or alter your family dynamic as well. And so, for instance, I'm 47. And so when we first started asking questions to people, we had little ones or didn't have any at all. Mm-hmm. But now I got a house with four teenagers. Well, actually three now because one just went to college. So this is a whole new world for me. Now yeah. I'm asking people, give me three things yeah. that you would do with that, that you did with your teenagers in their home. Yeah. You know, because again, we're continually learning, continually learning, and we have to pursue that. Yeah. You know, so on this others, you talked, you mentioned about this full circle, you know, somebody looking for a mentor, but really on this backside of where somebody is, um, older men are reaching out to grow younger men. How would you um, talk to somebody who is looking in that capacity or maybe encouraging older men now to look out for, uh, for younger people, people that they could mentor? Well, first of all, it's biblical, and and I'm not necessarily trying to be blunt, but God commands it. Mm. So to not mentor is disobedience. Mm. You know, Titus two speaks of it. Paul yeah. told Timothy, "Take what I've taught you and go teach it to to other men likewise." And so I believe it's actually um, uh, there, there's no point in re- uh, for retirement. I, I think older men need to recognize it's not a matter of choice; it's a matter of obedience. Oh, that's good. And and so. That should be what 
should uh, I as a 47 year old man, but when I get to be 67, I, I still I'm hoping that I'm still investing. I'm still mentoring. I love it that your dad, Pastor Tice, that I can pick up a phone or now I'll just send a quick text and say, hey, I'm, I got an issue. I'm struggling. He is a mentor of mine mm -hmm. and and I need some time and then he'll he'll schedule that and call me. Yeah. And that is so uh, full of grace. And I, I just greatly appreciate that, that he hasn't slowed down yeah. with that. He's just available today as he's always been. And so I think older men need to recognize it's not an option. I'm yeah. called to do this. I love the part that you said about retirement, because sometimes people think, OK, I've, I've done enough. Now it's somebody else to pick up. No, you you still got breath in your body. Who can you impact? Who can you influence? Who can you who can you help? And because uh, as much as people need mentorship today, it's ever more even today. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Love yeah, that I thought. have an older man that that I care for greatly that that I've loved and he's loved me, but he got critical. Mm -hmm. And my question was to him, I, I, I'm OK with you being critical of me, but why didn't you reach out? Hmm. Why didn't you take the time to call me? Why did I think you would listen? Well, that can be an excuse, or you can follow the Lord and say, no matter what, I'm going to mentor this kid, this young man, or mm. and, and invest in his life instead of being critical. Yeah. Uh, and and so I appreciate older men that that don't turn to that critical these young whippersnappers, but rather, you know, invest in our lives and even speak truth, even when we might feel rebuked. And yeah, I, I appreciate that. Now I want to ask Robin. Robin is. So constantly, every time I'm with Robin, she is talking to me about a different Bible study she just did, or she took her ladies through. And I, that I so admire about you because you truly are mentoring. You're not like, you're not like, Hey, here, I'm coming in and mentoring you young whippersnappers. <laughs> you're, but that's what you're doing. You're coming in and you're, you're teaching them. How do you feel like what we just asked him about for it, a woman that's um, not in her 20s, somebody that's, you know, I feel like, cause so I'm 40, I'm at the like weird spot, you know, I'm not, You're I'm not, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like, so, but let's say, you know, when, when it's time, I mean, I do, I help, I invest in younger people, but what would you say to somebody that says, you know, like we have a lot of ministry leaders that listen to this podcast. What would you say to them? Hey, um, I know it's hard, ladies, to because it's weird. Women, women can be weird, you know, like as in like they don't want to hear from somebody else or they don't want to. How would you approach that if they said they really wanted to start helping women in their church? How would they go about that? Like starting a Bible study or how would you suggest those kinds of things? One thing that we did to try to cultivate relationships between different age groups is in our connection class. We had a ladies uh, connection class and, and we've done it in different avenues when we have a ladies um, a meeting, you know, where there's a lot of ladies together is we put, we purposefully put an older lady at a table with younger ladies. We give huh. questions um, that the ladies are to ask this lady hmm. or questions that they can discuss at the table. Um, when we did our connection connection class with all the ladies and we had a good number of ladies in there, we would, um, I would teach um, for a few minutes and then we would break off into groups and those ladies would pray together and they would discuss the lesson. That way it's just cultivating those relationships and we yeah. would mix it up where different ladies went with different older ladies. So they're meeting and developing the relationship 
just to break the ice. I love the purposefulness in that. That was, I remember coming to one of your Bible studies and we broke off and we were, it was a different, I was, it was all different ages in the group that I was broken off into. It was on a Sunday Mm -hmm. morning that we did that. that Every year we have a mother's, um, a ladies night out and we do that as well then because some ladies don't come to the um, connection group or right. they may be Sunday school teachers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we do the same thing where we, we purposely assign some of our older ladies that I now have a walk with the Lord, you know, to tables and yeah. um, that way they can just develop those relationships. Wow. I love that. It's yeah. got to be purposeful. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be cultivated. It's got to be intentional. Intentional yeah. is a good thing. Yes, word. intentional. Yeah. yeah. I have one quick question uh, for both of you. With with mentorship, I obviously, you guys have done an incredible job with mentoring your, your kids. I know that they're going into different phases and teenagehood and things of that nature. What would you suggest to parents who are looking to have a closer walk with their kids? What might you get suggest? Maybe two or three things that might be helpful for a parent connecting with their chi- their children and mentoring them? Ask questions. Ask questions. To the children. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. To make them think. Because especially when they hit the teen years. And I guess I'm in that phase right now. So yeah. when you ask that question, I'm thinking about talking yeah. to yeah. a teenager. <laughs> right. You know, because when I tell them something, sometimes they don't hear it. But if I ask them thought-provoking questions, hmm. and then that kind of... Um, stirs their thinking yeah it's it, it creates a conversation whereas if i'm just trying to give them the truth i want them to give they might not fully listen or comprehend what i'm trying to say yeah and i think another aspect to what she's saying too is if, if you're available for conversation when they're young they'll come back when they're old yeah. if you're too busy when they're young they won't come when they're old yeah if you don't listen to them and their craziness when they're young then they won't talk to you when they're old hmm. and and so we try to cultivate that Um, we, not to be, you know, hypocritical, there was a time within our family dynamic where every kid got uh, a breakfast and a lunch every week, me and her, we would rotate. So I would go through all five of them. And then the following rotation, she would go through all five and they knew that their breakfast time was every, that was coming up. It's my turn. I'm next in line. Yeah. And we would just sit down and ask those conversations. Talk about intention. That is incredible. And they knew it was my slot. Well, we may not, they're now older, so they're actually getting that more because we just go to hang out, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. wanting to yeah. because we did it when they were young. Invested. It was yeah. intentional when they, yeah. were, when they were younger. Yeah. And uh, so even Ryland, who was married, will call me up out of the blue and say, hey, you ready to go get some breakfast? Aww. You know, and then yeah. we'll just take off and we'll just talk for an hour. Yeah. You know, and so. Well, we love your kids, too. Yeah. They're great kids. You, you they're guys are doing they're real. Well. They're yeah. fun. They love they, just seeing them serve here at the church. I love seeing Ryland and teaching youth and Ren interjecting during the during the teaching. It was so good. Like, I love seeing them all doing doing what God wants them to do. I loved it. So, well, thank you so much. Thank you for being willing to come and be a true help here on Tice Talks and to learn more about your ministry. How can people find you? Well, um, they can find us at our website. Uh, that's newlifecasagrande.com. We actually now have a podcast as well. It's, uh, I think you can look it up, what, Ray McCormick or either New Life Baptist Church Casagrande. Um, and then YouTube as well, Facebook. We have all those social media platforms that you can watch and listen to sermons. On your podcast, is that as well as it sermons? Yeah, as it's well? our Sunday morning oh, awesome. sermon. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. So, yeah. 
See, we just recently had a really good preacher, and he'll probably be on our podcast. Awesome. Berkey Mills, something like that. Oh, I don't know. It sounds like a nice name. Yes. <laughs> to our listeners, I want to thank you for joining us. As a favor to this ministry and help for others to find us, please be sure to like and share this podcast and hit that follow button. And don't forget to join us next time for another Tice Talks. Where it's more than a conversation.